what is your message, uh, honestly? Because when you go through, you know, a lot of changes in your life, and especially when they are, you know, hard and um, and deep, such I had, uh, well, you have definitely a story, and you have just to have the, you know, the courage to to say. And I really believe that any one of us has. We all have amazing stories. We just have to have, you know, the courage to say it. If you're a person who's heard the word no from a boss, an ex, a team that cut you, a job market that didn't want you, an accident or diagnosis that left you debilitated and depressed, or felt paralyzed by any setback that you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. 10,000 No's is a roadmap built by guests who have blazed trails, silenced critics, and overcome the odds by facing down their fears and transforming their failures into fuel. I don't care if you're young or old, healthy or sick, there is always an opportunity for growth. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sorry, that is my rendition of Welcome Back Cotter, the cheesy lounge room singer version. Um, Seriously, welcome back. Got to switch it up here sometimes at 10,000 no's. You don't want to go stir crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Very happy that last week's conversation with Sahara Rose was so well received. I'm not surprised. She is a total badass in the world of Ayurvedic medicine and spirituality with her top ranked podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out after you hear this one with yet another powerful young woman, Simonetta Lean. I really loved Simonetta's warmth and passion. It's hard to imagine how Simonetta Lean accomplishes all that she does. She is considered a millennial influencer with over a million extremely engaged Instagram followers who find inspiration in her message of female empowerment and fashion. But that term influencer gets thrown around sometimes with people who, yes, have a bunch of followers, but sometimes the message is a little questionable. Simonetta, on the other hand, is a real entrepreneur, a successful model, a journalist, blogger. She runs a charity, the Wishwall Foundation. We get into that a little bit. Uh, That helps others express and experience their wishes. But when we spoke, I learned that all of this was created as a reaction to something that happened to her when she was in her early 20s back in her mother country, Italy. She and her now husband decided to pick up their lives, leave their families, move across the ocean, and reinvent themselves here in America, Philadelphia to be specific. Ten years later, she's calling the shots and she shares her thoughts on how you can too. We talk about following your own moral compass to protect yourself from going down the wrong path, how hard work can be a cure-all, how something that starts out simple and close to your heart can become a huge movement that you never expected, and much, much more. Here she is, Simonetta Lee. So you, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. I, You have so many things going on that I can't even keep track of what they are. Uh, The one that I have been most involved with just because it's out there for me is you on Instagram and you have really like an empire. I mean, you have like, I don't know, 1.3 million followers as of right now. And not only that, you have these, these people that 
follow you are so engaged. I mean, you, I'll look at it, you know, cause I'll just, I'll go and look and it's like 90,000 people will like something you posted and you'll have like, you know, a thousand comments and you are so, uh, it's, it's just a very engaged audience. So I'd like you to kind of, um, if, if you could talk a little bit about uh, how you have uh, taken, you know, your modeling career and turned it into so much more where I, I feel like you are just uh, really running an empire out of Philadelphia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> out of Philadelphia. I mean... Maybe that was one of the keys, I would say. I mean, being here in Philly, it's um, such an inspiring city. It's, um, I mean, being in, in, in something that um, actually gave me my roots, I would say. It's, it's, it, Philadelphia is not my original city and not even this country is my original country. Um, and so I, ha- I w- was kind of forced uh, as uh, I'm an immigrant, so I kind of was forced to uh, have to find, you know, my own roots besides family, besides friends, besides mom and dad, besides, you know, who I thought I was. And so maybe that was, uh, you know, part of the secret, you know, that really that thrive to have to, you know, make something more or way more, you know, that really look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, who are you? What do you want to do, you know, with your life? And what is your message, uh, honestly? Because when you go through, you know, a lot of changes in your life, and especially when they are, you know, hard and, um, and deep, such I had, uh, well, you have definitely a story and you have just to have the, you know, the courage to, to say. And I really believe that any one of us has. We all have amazing stories. We just have to have, you know, the courage to say it. And I, I still remember, you know, the very beginning, I was like, okay, should I say this? <laughs> should I really right. say this? And it's actually when, you know, people really, you know, they actually did love it because you, you allow them, you know, to get in your world. And so, yes. Well, I, t- I'm tell very... me a little, when you're talking about people, everybody yes. having a story, something that's amazing about you that you have created or you're one of the main forces behind, if not the main force, is the Wishwall Foundation, yes. which basically, as I understand it, gives a voice to anyone's wishes. Anyone who who is willing to put their wish on the wall, it will be there. And then you and your... Uh, I guess, um, select group of, of people who are running it will then pick a few of those wishes and, yes. and actually grant them and make them come true. Yes. yes. That's amazing. And thank you so much. It's, you know, it's my honor, my joy. It's, of course, also a lot of work, but um, it's something that it was honestly created out of um, maybe a lack that I had in, uh, in, in my life because at the very beginning when all... Uh, the Wishwell Foundation idea uh, started. Uh, it started as a blog. Um, I was actually writing for Vanity Fair, and I was uh, interviewing celebrities about their wishes and how they accomplish, you know, their wishes. And because I was always um, interested, you know, I actually wrote about. I wrote a, a novel about the power of wish. I was always interested about, you know, how people actually make those. Uh, things come true you know those things that we see and we love and those people are successful how do they make it come true 
And of course, I started, you know, getting a little bit kind of in a good way obsessed about it, studying and trying to see how I could have, you know, accomplished it. And that process that actually, is, again, started with my book and then with Vanity Fair was lacking, though, in the communication of everyday people, I would say. And so from that, I said, what if I open, you know, my own blog and I give um, a possibility to everyone to uh, write their own, you know, wish and uh, their own world, I would say. And when I moved to the U.S., I actually started to receive too many wishes. <laughs> I would say there were so many. And I'm like, okay, this is not a blog anymore. What am I doing? And of course, uh, yes, there were, you know, because people ask me, what type of wishes, you know? And I always say, yes, there are always also the everyday, what you can call everyday, like someone, of course, asks me, oh, I want a car, I want, you know, this and that. But the majority, trust me, are very deep and are actually very rooted in the um, willing to help the community, do something better for, you know, this or that person that has an empowering story to share. And I was so impressed by it. Actually, uh, I have to say that America gave me this vibe because when I came here, uh, you know, all of these wishes, you know, came from this country, especially in, in especially in that period. And um, actually, we did uh, the very first event in Philadelphia, and that's why I was talking about Philly uh, before. You know, my love for Philadelphia because it gave me also through the Wishall Foundation those roots that I needed. Because when I went and I shared this story, this idea that I began again, it was a blog, an idea with the city of Philadelphia, they were actually the ones saying, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, we have Pope Francis is coming. Why don't you put this concept in an event? And that's actually when the very physical, very first physical wish wall, uh, you know, was born when Pope Francis came. And of course, you know, people were already in that, I would say, spirit. That was one of, of the best days of my life. I mean, so many people came and put up so many wishes so interesting, by the way. That's why I always say the wish was also a concept that you can use to study, you know, what's going on in this world right now. And of course, also in the city, because there were, you know, people talking about, I don't know, things. Things that they lack <laughs> or yes, things that they need yes. or, yeah. And then and Philly stuff, but also worldly stuff. So it's yeah. very interesting, you know, to to study and to see what people yeah, you know, what's really needed want. in society, what, what, yeah, where people are going, what they need, what they don't have. And, and what Absolutely. I'm also interested in is that you took something, something that we end up talking about on this show is sometimes you start uh, a project or an event. Like, for example, like I didn't know that about that, it, that it kind of came from the blog, but, but yes. people will start something or they're afraid to start it or they think they need to know exactly how it's going to go. And I'm always saying when people ask me about the podcast or about acting, or I say, you don't really know what it's going to be until you're actually doing it. And what I love about that story, which I didn't realize till just now you told it, is that it started from a blog and then it was just, you know, you realized, oh my God, I have, I have this flooding of all of these wishes and I can't really handle yes. them with a blog. So let's just create this. And then you get other people involved. And now all of a sudden it's this, this big foundation. And then you, you know, you, you kind of line it up with the Pope and it, it's incredible just to see it grow and know that you can take something that started as you on a computer blogging and, and it turns into something like that. Yes, the magic of internet. <laughs> yeah, I always say I'm, you know, I'm a proud 
in this sense, I'm a proud millennial because I think that, uh, you know, uh, my generation gave, of course, this new, you know, wave of internet that actually created so many possibilities, you know. I'm also an old soul, uh, meaning that, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done also the old ways. I'm also an actress. I, I've started, you know, from the uh, entertaining world in the old ways, I would say. And yeah. I think that those old ways are amazing. And that's why I always talk about a bridge between, you know, the millennial ways and the old ways, because I think that they all, that they go together. That being said, the, the, the internet of course gave possibility to a lot of people to, you know, you don't need the permission of somebody like a producer or someone to go and tell you, Hey, you know, well, you know, I hire you to, you can just do it. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you actually remind me it's, it's a, it's an interesting comparison. So you, anybody listening has to, has to sit with me for a second to hear this through. You remind me of, of one of my former guests, Mark Duplass. I don't know if you know him, but he's an actor, writer, director, producer. And mm-hmm. I worked with him on, on a show called Goliath. And he's kind of in my industry, he's really, he and his brother Jay are known as kind of like the indie kings. You know, they did a ton of independent okay. films. They kind of won Sundance early on with a, a short film. They got noticed. But basically, they went, they were from New Orleans, but they were in Texas in film school. And they kind of created, they they, they kind of circumnavigated the Hollywood system. And mm-hmm. I, I see you in, in a similar vein where they went off to a smaller market you know, which mm-hmm. was Texas, Austin, Texas, you were, you are in Philly, you were in, yes. in Italy. And we're going to, I want to get to that as well of what yes. brought you here, but you, you, they, they basically created their own empire, a mini mm-hmm. empire. Mm-hmm. And eventually they kind of found their own voice and then Hollywood came knocking instead of doing the traditional go up the ladder, yes. one rung by one rung. And I see you in, you know, not that Philadelphia is a small city, but it's a smaller market than say New York or LA or Chicago. And you, but you've created this kind of hybrid fashion slash, you know, uh, you're, you have an acting background, you have a, um, a journalist background, a modeling background. It's like, you've created this, this empire and, I I almost see you being like uh, on um I don't know, what is it Project Runway or that kind of a show where you I could see you I don't know if you have interest in that but where you would be uh you could be the judge you could be I mean because you've kind of done it from every angle you've been thank you thank yeah you so no much. I mean does that make sense it, like, it seems to yes. me like that is something that you've done you created this thing where you have the audience and that that's. From where I'm sitting in my business, and I'm sorry, I'm hogging the mic here, but from where I'm sitting <laughs> in, in my business, it's like everybody wants someone who has an audience and you kind of, it feels like brick by brick, or I guess the internet version of that have built this empire where you have all these people that are very involved with what you're doing. It's yes. very impressive. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, it's it's something that I definitely, like you're saying, it will be, of course, the, I mean, yes, a wish, a wish for me as well. It's because it will put, you know, all that I've built, like you were saying, kind of 
uh, all together, you know, and, uh, and, and, and also uh, you were talking about the, you know, people that think about doing something and because they don't have it all, you know, together, they don't start. Well, I am the example that I actually, like you were saying, I've done several things. They all have like a common theme, I would say. And that's, I think, if I can give any piece of advice, uh, always maintain like a goal, a common theme, but do not be afraid to kind of, I don't know. I mean, if your goal, it's in front of you, if you go a little bit of right and then a little bit of left and then up and down, you know, it's fine. You know, sometimes we just envision that we have to go straight. That is the only way. Well, it's not because while you are, you know, life is happening while you're going towards that goal, life is happening. That's the, 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 the most precious miracle, you know, that actually things are happening. You can learn and you can become a better person and you can actually put all these things together that eventually will lead you to something even way bigger than that one you actually, if you originally thought. Yes, exactly. It's it's like it, it might take a lot longer, but it it's it's also your like I look at you and I think, God, you you kind of own all of that content. Like everything you're doing, you're not just a hired hand. You're actually the 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 um what is it? The spoke, not the spoke, the hub. You're the hub of your empire. So it's like it's it's yours. And now yes. you can go back to what you're doing, which is actually what I wanted to ask you next, which is you were in Italy. Um, yes. Okay. And you were, you were, as far as I understand, and you could tell us the story, but you were acting, you were yes. modeling. I think you were, you were uh, a journalist. You were writing for, um, was it Vanity, Vanity Fair? Fair? Yeah. Yes. And what happened? Because that sounds like a pretty great life to me. It sounds like you yes. were, you were doing well in all of those fields. So why does someone, you know, who's doing that well, pick up and leave, not only leave like your city, but leave your entire country. And, and yes. what, what was the, what, ha, what was that about? So, um, I would say there's not one single, uh, answer meaning that different, different part of my life uh, brought me to this. Um, one of the biggest uh, parts is my now husband. At that time, we were uh, together and we were living together. He's actually originally from uh, the U.S., uh, but he just did not want to go back. He was living his best life in Italy. Italy was such a beautiful place uh, to to live until I would say 2000 and maybe 10, 2011 was just a great place to stay. Um, and I would say there are, again, so, so he was the one that we really, you know, uh, we were talking about it again. He did not want to go back, but then we had, I would say two main issues. So one issue was, uh, um, I mean, the economical, uh, crisis that Italy was facing that of course was, um, you know, uh, and he's still, of course, uh, affecting everybody, especially the youth. Right. Um, uh, today there is, uh, pretty much a uh, youth unemployment around the 60, 60%. So it's, you know, very high. And so we, of course, uh, on my side and his side, he was actually, um, having, uh, his own company. He just saw his business, you know, decline and so many people were just leaving and going, you know, abroad. So that was of course said in my, of course, business again, I was doing a lot of beautiful things. That being said, 
what I was paid for, I don't know, three years before, I mean, I was not even getting half because they were just saying, I'm sorry, we just don't have the budget. You know, we just don't have the budget. I kept on, you know, being asked to do so many projects, which is so, you know, such a small budget. And again, as an artist, you can understand you want to do stuff. So for instance, I don't know, was starting, I started this uh, also radio show, was one of the biggest radio show in Italy. It was their host. Well, they were, they were giving me, you know, close to nothing because it was like, oh, this is like such a huge exposure, you know, that type right. of feeling. So did feeling you feel that, like you had no leverage and that's what you're now? Yeah, it was like, absolutely. I mean, I, I was a very good stage. That being said, because A, of course, and in general, their market, had, it, it's saturated. So we are a lot of people that, you know, want to achieve maybe the same goal. So you have definitely to you know, create your own, like I will, like we were saying before, empire in order to have leverage. Yeah. On the other hand, in general, the job situation in my country where, you know, was just, you know, kind of uh, sad, uh, meaning that, you know, again, it, it was just changing. And then, and then also, I started again. One of my passion was to 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 be an actress. I actually, that was my first one. I originally, <laughs> the truth has been uh, revealed. And but, but you were you were making a living as an actress. Yes, right? I was it? making a living, so, and that was and that was my again passion. I thought I envisioned myself that you know that would have been my career. I was you know making it, and actually, as I said, I was making. I was paying my bills. That being said, of course. We all have goals and, you know, aspirations. And I really wanted to become, you know, a very important, famous actress. So that paying my bills was not enough. And I was kind of eventually good at what I was doing. So I started, you know, to have lots of requests and lots of, um, right. you know, casting. And again, uh, many of them, I was just um, gaining them. But until I got to a point uh, where basically I was honestly really being told by my agent also that i mean you are in this business you understand like even having like a a big agent is kind of a big deal i had the biggest agent that you know was in italy so i was a really good you know level. and where were you based and out of what 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 in, city? in rome in because rome. in italy okay. like, in italy it's like um so rome is like los angeles and milan is like new york you know so okay. milan is more so at that point in my agent i remember i went to do you know this specific um casting and uh, he called me up and said listen if you have any particular you know connection uh with the politician politics world or whatever you know it's better that you know you take it out now because otherwise you will never you know get this and and that of course sounded oh so sounded they're like, asking so they're asking you to mute yourself in other yeah, words kind, to, kind of yeah, yeah. and so of course it sounded like just uh, absurd because i was like i should just you know be good for this role right. but again i was you know very young i think i was 23 24 or something and so i i, I talked with you know uh my now husband and i'm like what are we doing so we were just starting you know brainstorming and we actually through another person we actually um knew someone that knew someone <laughs> and introduced me to this guy and so i'm like okay you know i'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll have a chat and see you know if 
this a guy like a producer like a producer who no like and like he was a politician basically oh, okay, and um, okay. yeah and so that he could you know open doors <laughs> right so so I, um again I I didn't know I was like kind of sounded crazy to me but you know your agent calls you tells you something like this I was introduced to this guy by someone that whom I trusted I'm like okay I go and I talk with this guy he, he takes me out of for like it was you know um day just so it was like uh actually a nice day in Milan we go out in this beautiful hotel um he offers me like something to drink or whatever and then the conversation all of a sudden uh, changes and um <laughs> as i remember it kinds of you know it, it comes closer to me and it's like you know starts talking to me like literally if i was a car i don't know like he was talking about renting me oh my. <laughs> so it was like okay you know well um you know i'm, I'm a good guy i can definitely help you in uh, you know i know everybody i can definitely help you in everything uh well you know um uh, if you you know just um come you know with me once a week or something you know actually maybe i'm oh, even man. very I'm, I'm maybe you know very busy so maybe it would not even be once a week maybe once every i don't know 10 days or something just you know and and you know because <sighs> i your your husband or fiance at the time i will never know and you know i'm married of course and uh wow. you know i need you know someone like you very classy that you know because i cannot go of course with everybody and you know i'll give you whatever you want and if you're good you know i will not stop with 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 jobs stuff i will also you know to some girls i even bought apartments and this and that wow i was like what the heck is this you know Wow! And again, and I know, I know. Now we we we, we saw with all the Me Too movement, you know, so many women yeah. that started, and also men, you know, that started. I mean, these things happen, and they don't happen only, of course, in entertainment. They happen all over. Um, I I definitely, you know, I don't judge anybody. I think that anybody's, you know, um, I mean, every story is absolutely, you know, unique. I was eventually uh, strong enough, and then also smart enough to not go for instance in his own private room again i stayed you know in a public right. space and so that's right. why i always say you know even when you're young maybe because because for instance i did not even see that you know i was raised in a very good family good environment i did not even think at that time at 23 years old that i i, I don't know you didn't even think that guy, was a possibility no yeah. no yeah. Like, like, well it's so out of left dad, field you know, when it comes yeah and when it comes through someone that you that you know, you think that you were, you were protected. You're not even looking oh, for yeah. it. Oh yeah, I was and introduced by someone, and of course, absolutely. So you never think about it. No, and what's so ironic is that you know, if if you look at your Instagram feed, everything that you're about, it's it feels like female empowerment, and and you're yes. you, you know, I don't I don't know a lot of models, but I I feel like there's a there's a stereotype that could not be further that people think, Oh, modeling. And they I think they do it to males and females. They think there's like mm -hmm. this surfacey thing. I, the, the models that I have known are usually very worldly, very intelligent, very, you know, very self-assured because you have to be 
traveling at an early age and you have to take care of yourself. And it, it's, Absolutely. I was going to ask you what, you know, what that's, what that was like as a, you know, you're, you know, young, beautiful, 23 years old. And, and, you know, how does that, I, what I love about it is, uh, I look at where you are now and how you have reacted to that. You know, you could have, yeah, that's something that could make someone uh, crumble or or make someone, you know, someone doesn't make the move that you made. And then and then their oh, life definitely. goes down a terrible path, you know? Definitely. definitely what what definitely. advice would you have for, you know, young women that are listening? And I, I don't know that if there are models listening or I'm, yes. I'm guessing there are a lot of actors, young, you know, male and female yes. actors. What what advice do you have when you, when someone is put into a situation where, what they want is being dangled in front of them like a, you know, some kind of a carrot and they're going, you can have this, but in order to do it, you're going to have to sacrifice your, whatever your values are. How how would you advise someone? Yes. So first of all, like I said before, I never judge. So, you know, this is of course me. I could have never said yes, because if I, if I, would have looked myself in the mirror i would have felt like first of all disgusted and by the situation and and and, and it was the entire thing was disgusting um and then second i would have felt like oh my god you know i mean i'm not doing it by myself i don't know but that was really something um that it was always you know within me this sense of pride of you know i'm doing it i'm building it and that's why even the acting career for me again i always have it you know as a as a dream, whatever I always say, you know, God knows, maybe one day will happen again. But that waiting part was just not for me because, again, you are giving your life into waiting for producers, this and this. Yeah. So that being said, again, I never judge. You do whatever you want. I can tell you my experience. Again, if you are like me, of course, that you have values, that you have a faith, that you have um, a vision for yourself, just know that whenever you go into, you know, halfway through situation, you will never be happy. Maybe you think you're happy. Again, maybe you are young. Someone, you know, tells you, oh, do this. It seems easy. Well, you have your face to face, you know, your, 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 your eyes into the mirror. And so the, that's the, the, the main thing, because what I can assure you is that, yes, it might be longer. Yes, it might be way harder, but there's nothing harder than, again, Look at yourself at the mirror and say, I mean, this life goes so quickly. And, you know, you are not just, you, you look at yourself at the mirror like, okay, what am I leaving? Who am I? Will someone, you know, remember about what I've done, you know, one day? I think about those questions. They seem so huge. But I think that we should think about it. We have such a precious time, you know, and yeah. it's so small. What am I leaving? So, you know, think about those things and, you know, turn that situation into, again, sense of pride to build your own success. Again, every story is different. I understand if you are, a, you know, uh, actor and that's it, that's all you want to do. I understand that, again, you have to pass through, you know, produce, blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, like you were talking before about other, you know, your other friends that are also uh, kind of the gurus of the independent and Hollywood, you know, went and knocked on the door or my story of many other stories, you can still be creative by yourself and create your own project. You don't need tons of money. I mean, whoever says that you need, like, it's just an excuse. I've seen so many people. I actually 
remember there's this actor in Italy. Actually, he became very big, honored to him. He actually had a, an idea. You know what he used? He used the, the old uh, pranks, you know, ideas. And he started really to record himself doing pranks with a cell phone. So no, you know, I mean, quality. I mean, they were, you know, nicely done, but nothing right. crazy, you know. And it's just that it was so hilarious and people started to share his stuff. And eventually now he is, you know, he became very, very famous as an actor because then they went and knocked on this door. Do not be afraid of having, you know, uh, your idea, something that it's totally, you know, different from whatever, you know, people are uh, might think about, you know, what it's common to do, you know, like you were saying, the one step of the other, the, the, the normal way. You can right. absolutely create your own. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what, what gets you up in the morning? Because you have so many things going on. Yes. I would imagine that there's got to be some days where you just want to like hide under the covers. But what gets you up in the morning? Because you really are not only for yourself, but you have all of these people, some near and some a lot strangers that kind of rely on you or yes. look to you. So what is it that kind of fires you up and gets you up in the mornings? You know, I would say definitely that thought, you know, thinking about the relationship that I've been um, uh, creating with, like you're saying, people that rely on me. I mean, I think about, yes, there are those days that I'm like tired. And even that, the messages, if you are, if you have one day, a couple of days, sometimes even a week that you need to detox yourself, it's totally fine. I always love this quote that says, learn how to rest, not to give up, you know, because sometimes we're so overwhelmed, like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. But you're just tired. You're human. You're tired. Totally fine. So if you want to rest, totally fine. And I have those days. And I also, again, have to learn how to rest. So I have those days that I, I kind of take, you know, time for myself to go to the gym, to, uh, I don't know, do my own stuff, listen to some music, write some stuff, read, very important. And this is just, Again, it seems easy, but, you know, I really would like you all as a piece of advice to put in your routine, you know, your you moment are very important for your career. And that being said, as far as, you know, your career, uh, you know, I, I, again, I think about, you know, those relationships that I created. So people that rely on me and, and I get motivated myself. I'm like, actually, Instagram. It's a great motivation for me because I'm like, no, I have to post, you know, yeah, exactly. and I, I cannot know for that. And again, I go, you know, between this, you know, I have to post, I want to post even that, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a fight that I have. And then, I, you know, I, I, my personal wish to everyone is to find, you know, that feeling of you want to post, which is, you know, different. Sometimes you have to post. So it's important that we all have discipline. So that's another thing that I have that I have been, um, you know, developed. Um, I actually went until I was 19 years old. Um, I was, uh, how do you call it? Like horse jumping shows that was doing all that stuff. Oh, so, you, were, you, yes. were, you, you rode horses. Okay. I was an athlete. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and then, so I was, I was actually with the Italian team and I was actually, I was trained as an athlete to, you know, um, do those type of competitions every weekend. So that I have to say that helped me a lot. Sports to me are very, very important because if you are doing it, of course, seriously, it, it, they teach you, you know, a lot of determination. You cannot, I mean, I couldn't just not, you know, to go. I mean, I had my horse. I had to go and, you know, take care of him. I had to, 
go and do my competition. I was in the Italian team. I had to do certain things. So sometimes some good determination and, you know, methodology is very important. Uh, and so again, if you have um, a child, I, I strongly am a sports <laughs> believer. Even though if we did not win the Super Bowl this year, I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. <laughs> yeah. We are, you know, we are we are ready for the next season. By the way, I think it's so funny. I didn't even know what it was American football before I moved to this country. And now I you're mean, now Italian. you're like a rabid Philly, yes, you know, yes. Eagles fan. I think fan. it's so much fun. <laughs> so you were on the Italian equestrian team, like the, like the actual. Yes. The, like the net. Wow. Yeah. That, yes, that's, yes. And, and I think that probably has an added, because uh, I, I played sports as well. I played lacrosse in college and I have the nice. same philosophy that you do about sports and the life lessons. But I would imagine um, with horses, you have the added uh, responsibility, which is to a living animal Being, and, yes. and and that that, res, that respect that you have to have and and that kind of i would imagine there's like a, a kind of a, a a quiet respect or an unspoken you know it's not it's not language but it's it's physical um, oh no you have to of course i mean it was dependent on me and then i was never that poor rat I mean, my parents really, I was doing everything to my horse. I was going and, you know, cleaning up his shit, <laughs> yeah. giving food and preparing, you know, because even that, uh, it's, it, you know, that type of world, uh, you know, could be a little bit, oh, exactly, you say a little bit, I don't know, like uh, yeah, spoiled, I would yeah. say. But my parents, because my parents are, you know, too, I mean, my father is a medical doctor, my mother, she's a psych- psychotherapist. And they always taught me, I mean, the entrepreneurial uh, mind that I have, because they're both, uh, you know, working for themselves, they gave me that type of mentality. I mean, I was five years old and I was, I don't know, cleaning the car and I don't know, wash dishes and help mom, you know, doing the stuff. I mean, they always, you know, taught me how to, to, to work, you know, and, yeah. and I, and again, when, uh, when a day I'll eventually I'll be a parent, it's something I think it's, the, the power of work, you know, in, in a good way. It's so important because it gives you, you know, gives you goals. It gives, I remember my father was like, okay, you do this and this, and I'll give you this and this. And, you know, it, it trained my mind. And same thing with the sport, you know, like I had to do this and this in order to reach that and that. Same thing with your career. You have to compromise. You have to, um, uh, to, 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 you know, to, to, to be focused and to be determined. Uh, you cannot think, oh, I'm going to sleep until 12 and then maybe things will happen <laughs> to me. No, yeah. it doesn't work like this. It doesn't work. And whenever you see people that are successful, do not ever think that, uh, you know, I'm, maybe there are really few, 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 few cases of, you know, people that eventually, I don't know, they've been born, uh, you know, reach and everything, but still, again, I'd never judge. I don't care. Even, what, even know, those you ones know. though, you yeah, know, I, I have to say that even those ones to stay on top, it's difficult. It, you it's can't, hard. You have to work. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I, any, I think that's a fallacy when people exactly. say someone's lucky or they're just so talented. It's like, Come yes, on. maybe they are, but like it's, it's hard. But you At cannot, some point, yes, you have to maintain it. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Maybe they can have like an easier way. Good, fine. But if you are not talented, if you cannot, you know, master your mind, how many people, they just lost it all. So you have to compare. And so whenever, you know, you see that, it's like, oh my God, how is she, he's doing what? Well, like he, she is going through the same 
shit, I'm sorry <laughs> that you are going through, you know, yeah. and the same pain and suffering and the same, you know, I don't know, those days, like you're saying, that maybe you don't want to, you know, wake up and like, oh, let me sleep a little bit. And exactly. so that's why I think that, the, the, you know, determination, mastering your mind, whatever, you know, you like, meditation, uh, reading books that can help you, doing whatever, you know, can help you against sports that can help you, you know, to be, that is very important for your career. Yeah. Well, listen, I could, I could talk to you for a long, long time. I want to be respectful of your time. I have a few last questions for you and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, The first one is complete this sentence. The word no actually means what to you? Uh, means a uh, challenge. I mean, 100% shall you tell me no? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have no clue. I mean, I was, uh, that is, again, that is something that um, eventually, I don't know, my parents taught me, my parents taught me to just uh, keep on fighting. So the, yeah. the, 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 the word no means, uh, doesn't matter, meaning keep on trying, meaning have your goal there, in front of you and okay maybe it's no going a little bit on the left then go right. a little bit on the right then go up and down well that's that why doesn't I, my, mean stop you yes and that's why my prediction is that you will i have no idea how but some way shape or form you will be acting again i don't know if you'll be acting i don't know if you'll be hosting a show i don't know what it will be but i i will i would put money on it. You will be. But next question. <laughs> Enough of that. That's my prediction. We could, we have it on, on tape here for people to hear later on down the line. Nice. Um, nice. The next thing I have is what, when, when, when the, everything hits the fan, when it's not going well, is there a mantra that you use that you have found that you kind of come back to? Um, maybe there are a few, but what's, what's the one that you, you like your go-to phrase in your mind or whatever it is that kind of gets you through the really tough times like you're saying there are many there is one that my father taught me which is do one thing at a time and you know there are those moments in which we are all stressed out and chaotic and you think that you're not accomplishing anything and he always taught me one thing at a time finish the tasks you know, like start one thing, finish it, and then move on to the next one. That's and that awesome. is a, something that really helped me through, you know, also managing, you know, expectation because, hey, you life gives you expectation. You will have expectation, but just, you know, complete one task at a time. And I can, you know, I think I can, I, I showed you guys a lot that I've been, you know, able to accomplish all by myself one thing at a time. Or one wish at a time. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I have one last one for you, which is if you could, you kind of answered it a little bit before, but this is a little more specific. If you could give yourself, your younger self advice, yes. what age would you choose to intervene in your younger self's life? And what would that advice be? So I would go back pretty much when I was 25. Um, it was right after that um accident that you know was mentioning before that happened i would just tell i would just tell her to um take all the fears away because again at that time i already knew uh i had to do something i already knew that was not okay i already knew i had for instance again i was already with my at the time boyfriend 
I, I had this feeling to move to America. I always felt that my soul needed, I, I don't know, more space, you know? And again, everyone is different. That was my, the, the plan of my soul. I was just very scared. I was like, oh my God, I'll have to leave everything. I have to change language. I have to leave my mom and dad and friends and blah, 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 blah. So um, that I will go back there and I will tell her, listen, you're going to kick ass. <laughs> so just, you know, do it sooner. So eventually I would have moved sooner to the U.S. I would have uh, done this uh, big jump sooner. And this is, of course, a piece of advice for, I mean, that was my story, right? But you guys can have in your personal life anything big that you feel that it's big for you, that you're up there, should I do it? Should I not do it? My advice is like, Really, of course, I'm not saying go blindly, ponder it, but if you have a possibility, just do it because what it's holding you is just fear. That's it. I love it. That is such a great, strong way to end it. I love it. Uh, Simonetta Lean, and if I'm mispronouncing that, please correct me. That's perfect. Okay, good, good. And (laughs) I'm going to put everything in the show notes for all of you that are listening. There will be links to everything that Simonetta is uh, involved with so that you can go check it out. I, I would love for you, like, for example, the Wishing Wall Foundation, go check it out. Go follow her on Instagram. There will be more links there. But really, thank you so much for taking your time and and sitting down with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was actually very refreshing. Ah. (laughs) I like to hear that. See, See, future guests, it's very refreshing to sit down with me. Even if you have to take time from your empire to do it. Thank you so much. uh, Thank you for your kind words. You You are really awesome. All right, that cracked me up. This was actually refreshing, as though she was expecting it to be torturous. But uh, really, doesn't she have a warmth in her voice that makes you want to cheer for her? That's actually my first takeaway. Number one, find something you love and go from there. Because people can feel your love for what you're doing. They can literally feel your vibrations. There's an authenticity, a warmth, an honesty. So you feel like, yes, sure, she's built an empire that serves her, but she's only built it because she's so exuberant about serving others. And those others can feel it, and therefore they support her vision and look to her for answers. And you can have that too. In fact, after we finished the interview, I said, would you want to act again or be a judge on Project Runway or America's Top Model? And she said, yeah, I'd love that. And my thought is she will. I don't know how, but she has set herself up with a situation where people see her following her own passions and someone is going to come knocking. Mark my words, because positivity and flow like that is attractive. And she's going to summon that right back into her life when the time is right, in my humble opinion. Number two, this one came from her dad. She said it near the end. Do one thing at a time. Finish the task and then move on to the next one. So simple, but so true and applicable to all of us. Reminds me of what a former Navy SEAL friend of mine told me once about how he got through Hell Week. He said, I just focus on getting through the next 50 steps. And by the end of the week, I'd look back and be done. This stuff is not rocket science, guys. It's simple, it's basic, but it's harder to execute than it sounds. And Tough for me to decide on the third one, but I'm going with number three. Simonetta said, 
Always maintain a goal, a common theme that drives you, but do not be afraid to try new things. Life is happening while you are working towards your goal, and that's a blessing, so enjoy it. It will lead you to something even bigger than you might have expected. I got to tell you, and you've probably heard me say it a thousand times on this show, but it's that important. When you find your purpose, which can take many forms, let that purpose be your guiding light. And the way you can tell if that new activity is worth the time it's going to take to pursue it is to ask yourself, does this align with what I'm all about? And that's why Simonetta can do all of these different things, but they all fall under the umbrella of empower others to follow their path, particularly young women. Okay, that is it. Thank you so much for being here. I love all the feedback. Um, People are asking to be on the show. Apologies that we can't accommodate Everyone, we are so happy that you're finding the show inspiring. Again, please don't just leave it at that. Tell people about it, however you want to do it. Text, email, word of mouth, social media. Just getting the word out about 10,000 no's ensures that others can benefit from these stories too. We really appreciate it. If you dug Simonetta, um, I would suggest listening to last week's conversation with Sahara Rose if you haven't yet. You can check out an older episode with Susie Yaloff-Schwartz, who also built an empire called Unplugged Meditation and came from the fashion world as well, or my two-part conversation with Melissa and Doug Toy Company CEO, Melissa Bernstein. They all have similar themes. Next week, we are releasing part one of my conversation with Super Bowl champion, 10-year NFL veteran, ESPN analyst, fullback Heath Evans. What I love about this show is that I get to share conversations with you from two incredible women like Simonetta and Sahara, and then just go 180 degrees to this massive mountain of a man, Heath Evans, who's just as honest and vulnerable as any guest I've sat down with. I can't wait for you to hear those two episodes. A reminder, follow me on social media and you'll be inundated with announcements and promo videos of who's next. Those handles are at Maddie Dell on Instagram, at Matthew Del Negro on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at info at 10,000nos.com if you want to be added to our mailing list. And one of these weeks, my promise will come true and you will be able to purchase our badass merchandise at 10,000nose.com. T-shirts, baseball caps, a 10,000 Nose journal. Just keep checking in and I'll keep you up to date with that progress. We're really taking one tiny step at a time till we finish that task. All right, we're out. Thanks again. And we'll see you next Friday.